Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkout. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work, we'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. (laughs) Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? Du- I would say double. Oh, I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross. Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com You! 
It is a, it is a chilly, crisp, crisp day in the South today. Is it, is it not, Jabes? <laughs> it really is. It Ooh. really is. Ooh, we are, we're bundled up. I'm in layers. I know. I'm in layers. You know, I like to, you know, show the goods. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I, you, you haven't know, been able to. I haven't been able to. And, um, you haven't been able to show the girls. No. Yeah. You know, I like a, I like a cool, a cool studio. Cause you know, I run hot, not to brag. Sure. I sweat a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but not this cold. Sure. Sure. I'm like a fucking Vidalia onion. I am, I am just layered, you know, I, there's just sure. layers and layers. Of, I, I feel like, uh, like I'm constantly going, uh, up for the, the fucking heavyweight championship of the world. And, and right. I'm, I'm training right now. This is what I'm always wearing hoodies now. Um, yeah. Because of the, yeah. the frigidness. It's yeah. not supposed to be this cold in the South. Is uh, it not? Nashville and Atlanta right now are under siege. <laughs> Alabama's under siege. It's just snowing a little bit. They're not Snow apocalypse. <laughs> they're not under siege. No. I, there's, there's images of people with handguns and whiskey. Two days of snow. Nope. So be- nope. They are okay. under siege. <laughs> they're not seeing or hearing this right now. They are under siege. I think they're okay. Thoughts and prayers to Alabama. I think they're all right. And parts of Georgia and definitely North Carolina. This is the second time. And parts of Tennessee. There's, uh, this is the second winter storm in the South that has produced snow. We get, look, I grew up in Atlanta as a child. Um, we were averaging probably about once a year. You get a nice little crop dusting of snow once a year, maybe one to two inches. One and two inches, Jabes. I love a little crop dusting. A little crop <laughs> dusting worth of snow. This is the second snow apocalypse. I'm out of bread. It's just a day. No, I'm down to bread and mustard. It's bread and mustard. We're all dying. It seems to be okay. It seems that I have. It is not okay. I have seen people uh, in the south like losing their shit. Uh-huh. They're giving each other neighbors, giving each other amateur tattoos mm. where it's just like, I've never tried this before. Let's give it a go. Cause you never know. Yeah. Are we getting out of here? I Are, don't know. We're probably not. And it's become a jail cell. You give me a tattoo. I've never done it before, but I've always wanted to. Now's your time. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of amateur tattoo artists come out of this. Um, we're seeing t- uh, turtle deaths at a record record rates box turtles box snapper uh c um that's that's as far as my turtle knowledge goes but um, the snow is killing the sea turtles yeah. that is yeah that is under siege frigid frigid um that's that's what's happening um i i'm kidding i, I don't know about the the turtle i don't where, where the fuck do turtles go when it snows i mean yeah ask yourself that's yeah, they can hide into in there. their shells. Yeah, yeah, but still, it's fucking. It's Where freezing. does any animal? I mean, we're not going to like, well, like single a, out the turtle. Where does bears any go into anim- caves, things uh-huh. like that? Like, um, but I don't, I don't know. Foxes. I don't know because we, we have a pond by us. It's got a, a like ducks, what, hundreds, hundreds of turtles. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. I, the, I, I went by there during the snowpocalypse a couple weeks ago. The one I, day. We had one or two days. Yeah, it was, it was three days. Snowpocalypse. No, days. it was one day of snow and, and then, it lingered. It yeah, it lingered. lasted. It was three or four inches. It lasted for a, a fucking week. Um, but I went back to the pond, which was frozen over, and I was like, where the fuck are those hundreds of turtles that we always see? Sure. No sign of them. Right. What, are they going to get out of the water and then go 
go into the snow and, and you know, w- which is worse. Yeah. I don't have the answers. I'm not a fucking scientist. Yeah. I've never claimed to be one, Jesse. It's a dead end. And I, I hate you, a, that you put that on me. It's a dead end road. Yeah. 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 It really is. It's a dead end that it, we're it going. Uh, welcome to Ross Patterson <laughs> Revolution, kids. Um, we're, look, we're braving the cold. We made it out today yeah. to the studio to, to do a show for people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, whether they're not going to, they're going to be able to see it or not. It's another story. I don't know. Yeah. Cause they're under siege. Under apparently. siege. Snowpocalypse. Get the government out here. <laughs> There's snow all over your hands. Um, <laughs> we, we have some sponsors. Who pay for this this whole shindig to be on the air? So we're gonna, we're gonna get to them first. First and foremost, BlackRifleCoffee.com. Mm. Ooh, cheers! Ooh, cheers! Cheers to you! Mm. Delightful. There is nothing better than a piping hot cup of uh, Black Rifle coffee during the snow apocalypse when you're under siege. You need BRCC to get you through the day. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION. Get yourself some coffee. They got, they got K-Cups. Uh, they got bags. My two favorite blends are uh, Just Black and uh, Caffeinated as Fuck. Huge fan of them. And they don't, they don't bleep out the word fuck, by the way, on the, uh, the bags or the, the, the K-Cups. It actually says the word fuck, which is nice. Oh, yeah, because they can do whatever they want. Yeah. They're veteran-owned, um, and they're, they're, they're out of fucks to give is what, what they are. Uh, and their apparel's dope as shit. Luckily, during the snowpocalypse, it's nice to have an apparel company that uh, can keep me warm and keep me looking fresh. Stylish. Fresh, yep. Although my ding-dong may be small because of the weather, my heart is as warm as the sunshine in Florida. I'm, I, I don't know where this is going. Um, I've, I, I'm going to be honest. I have fucking lost it during the snowpocalypse right now. I'm on Razor's Edge, James. I'm on Razor's fucking Edge. Guys, it's really nice here today. Oh, I'm on Razor's <laughs> Edge, James. I'm on fucking Razor's Edge. Um, go to BlackRivalCoffee.com. So Use the weird. promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Get the subscription of the month club. It just shows up to your fucking house. Um, dope as fuck. That's nice. <laughs> it's nice. Even during the, the snowpocalypse, there was a, the box was sitting there from Black wow. Rifle Coffee. Um, really doing it. Really doing razor's it. Edge. I'm on Razor's Edge. Speaking about being on Razor's Edge. Ooh, how about how about being on straight razor's edge? Ooh, yes, yeah, yes. Let's let's pop this girl open. Let's do it. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Look at that. Yeah. Boom. Straightrazors.com. You want to talk about being on razor's edge? Uh, we're on it today. Um, they make the finest straight razors in the fucking biz, kids. Um, this is to wipe the shaving cream off, by the way. Um, this my straight razor is actually in the bathroom. I'm probably supposed to use it on set, but uh, I fucking use it every day. So hashtag sorry, not sorry uh, that I shave and look delightful for you every day, Jabes. Straightrazors.com is, is got everything you need to be a fucking man in this world. If you were questioning uh, your maninity or manhood, um, a, lot of yeah. people are, a lot of people are saying, um, go to straightrazors.com. Get yourself a fucking a nice raising razor kit. Uh, the, the fucking weather's causing my tongue to freeze, James. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the fucking edge. Oh, um, get yourself a kit and uh, really pump up, pump up the volume, pump, pump up, up the volume, pump. dance, dance. Um, they've got shampoos, beard oils, conditioners, mustache waxes. 
They got the number one ranked aftershave in the world and the number one ranked cologne. Uh, Smolder. It is the fucking jam. And if you go to their Facebook page, all my ads are running where I did the mustache wax campaign. Dope as fuck. Uh, big fan. I, I, I'm surprised they let me do it. It's awesome. Go to straightrazors.com. Type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Get yourself a kit. Last but not least, we're talking about strikeforceenergy.com. Boom, boom, boom. boom. Under boom, siege. Boom. Under siege. Uh, the only thing that, that <laughs> melts through the snow is strike force energy. Yeah, you squeeze a little oh. strike force in the snow, melt it away. Clean your um, driveway, your walk. Clean your old, uh, <laughs> clean your gooch off too, you know? Uh, just saying. Um, put a little strike force underneath that gooch and you'll be re-energized all day. You will. You will. Uh, go to strikeforceenergy.com for the premier energy drink in all of the biz. It's a tasty, tiny little tin pouch full of energy. Um, squeeze open the, the, the fucking wrapper and boom, goes into any liquid available, uh, which is, which is fucking dope. Uh, they got four flavors, original make America great again, orange and lemon. Uh, they also got a 750 milliliter bottle that sits on your, your bar top or countertop. Oh, James, <laughs> I just caught you in a moment. I just caught you in a fucking moment. You just check the fuck out. You just uh, checked the fuck out. You, the, the weather's getting to you. <laughs> no, it's under not. siege. We're under siege. Go to strikeforceenergy.com. Get yourself a subscription. Oh, <laughs> Type in the promo James. code Revolution for twenty percent off. Give James, me a break. If uh, luckily this is a video show, if we can see <laughs> the moment that you checked out your eyes, <laughs> where did I go? I where was I? I don't know. I don't know. This was you. It was like it was like the <laughs> moment before somebody faints on live television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where you're just, <laughs> you're just like, it goes dead, dead uh, eyes, you're, shark you're, eyes. You were like, I mean, you went down. You were like, uh, and like, I don't know if you're gonna snap out of it. <laughs> con contrary to popular yeah. belief, I can see you on the show. I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Snowpocalypse. Don't know. Frigid temperatures. I don't know what. It this was show's going to be too much. fucking chaos today. <laughs> Sorry. It's only been like 10 minutes. Ah, uh, has it? Um, I, I feel, I I feel like it's been a lifetime. Yeah, you, were, you were like, whoa. I thought you were going to oh. black out and just roll off the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a... <laughs> yeah, I was going to go to a single and just be like, all right, cool, man. <laughs> okay, see you. Uh, I guess I'll do go, the rest go. of the you show. You just yeah. hear me. Yeah. Go, 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 go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you don't even like see if I'm okay or be anything. Be great for ratings. You just... When Wendy Williams went down a few weeks ago, oh. it was great for rating. Ah, that ah, wasn't ah. a real faint. Yes, yes. She went down hard. But who like... Uh, 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 it's Wendy uh, Williams. It's Wendy Williams. I know, Williams. but like when, when she you went go, down, like you just go. Like you're not like. Uh, 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 no, uh, you know, you know. Like she was dressed like the Statue of Liberty, and <laughs> uh, which, let's face it, Wendy Williams has always been odd looking to me. Very. Uh, she looks like Laverne Cox to me. Um, kind of like a no, very dudish. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like a kind of. Like I definitely kind of like a transvestite to me. A, yes, a little. Yes. Bit. Yes. Um, and there was nothing. More unflattering than her dressed as the Statue of Liberty. We just uh, 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 going down like that. Where you're just like, oh boy, um, that's gonna be a meme forever. Forever. Yeah. 
and uh, you almost joined that club. If, if somebody at home could freeze frame Jabe's face during during the snow apocalypse, don't do it. Um, it would be really You'll awesome. be under siege. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we, we, look, we can call in Trump's doctor, and he could clear you. To see if I, if I have any cognitive no matter, issues. No, no matter what you have, he's going to say you're fine. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, that, that was arguably one of the funniest news conferences I've That's ever seen. So Why do they make these fucking people do this? Because um, let, let's be honest. So uh, for those of you at home who don't know what I'm talking about, they have a, an annual physical for the president. And the doctor's got to come out and do a press conference and say, everything's great. So it's fucking uh-huh. awesome. He's going to live. Yeah. And every year in the history of fucking man, they've given the same goddamn answer. It's, it's pointless. Nobody's going to, no doctor is ever going to come out and say, oh, guys, I've got bad news. I just checked the president. Sure. And he's going to die. Yeah. He's very it's unhealthy. Very soon. Yeah. yeah. He's going to die. And he's, it's going to be very soon. They went to the edge of saying he was unhealthy, though. He nah. could benefit from... Losing 10 pounds is what they said. No. Yeah, this is what he said. They... Well, he said, yeah, he could benefit from a diet lower in fat and cholesterol and yeah. maybe get out and exercise a little bit. Sure, and he said he, said he, he, could, lose, he could lose 10 pounds. Um, I want to go over his stats um, for, the, for the audience because we've met him and, mm-hmm. and, and everybody's trying to ascertain whether or not the statistics that they gave on the president's height and weight are true. Mm-hmm. First of all, they said he was 6'3". Um, that's, I, I'm six, three. I would say he was six, three. Six, three. Yeah. We were seeing eye to eye yeah, yeah. When, when, when we talked and, uh, he's same, same height. Yeah. Same, same height as me. That's true. Now the weight at two thirty nine. Hmm. that, that, that one's a no go. If he was two thirty nine, then he would only lose 10 pounds. <laughs> yeah. But he's not two thirty. He's not two thirty nine. I will say this: he he is not as fat as they make him out to be in the press or on television. So that's kind of that's kind of a facade. He like, wasn't when we saw him. Yeah, I, but look, it's been a while. But I don't I don't think he is now, and I'll tell you why. They're, they're putting we've gone we we did a show about this where they're you know saturating his color mm. and. Uh, and, and Melania and like the whole family, they're trying to, and Bannon in particular, they're trying to make look worse than they, they, they look. Um, but look, Bannon's not an attractive guy, but not by no means is he is fucking red. I mean, they really bring out the saturation in, in all of his photos and shit like that. I don't know. He looks pretty horrible. But in picture, have you seen him in person? No. Yeah, exactly. So if you, if you look at some, you know, photo shots of him, yeah, he's not a good looking dude, but he's not as blotchy and red as they make him. All you do is scale back that saturation, make them look like shit. Did they add the like stubble and flaky skin? No, but what, what you do in that saturation, and again, like I know way too much about this because of Instagram and shit. If you hit that structure button, I don't know what they call it in photography, but on, on your Instagram, it's structure. Um, so if you hit that structure button and slide it all the way down, that brings out every hair, pore, freckle, everything you have. Mm-hmm. And it'll like... It'll turn, I could, you're gorgeous. You're a gorgeous woman. I could make you look horrific just by sliding that all the way down. Um, and the saturation is the other one. If you go, you know, again on Instagram, if you just want to do, try this test on Instagram, slide the saturation button down in the edit all the way down. It, it'll give you a face like a demon. Like it'll make you look like you've been sunburned for, for 30 days. Um, mm. I mean, it, you can look horrific. Okay. Uh, 
Um, so that being said, in these photos of Trump, um, he's not as fat as in real life. They're stretching and stuff. Really, really pulling it out. Um, and, and it's weird angles. Well, and also if you, if you zoom in on a photo, you know this. Yeah. You get you zoom in on a photo or take it too close. You can make anybody look like shit. You can make yeah. anyone look fat. Um, they made Channing Tatum look like he was fucking 300 pounds the other day. I was like, oh, man. I saw a picture of him two days later. It's fucking fine. Right. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Um, so you can really distort that. My guess on what Trump is, I would say he's probably closer to 259. I would add 20 to that. Yeah. He's probably 260. Um, yeah. 255, 260, somewhere in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't say he's bigger than that. Um, so the rest of that is a, is a fucking stretch. Uh, also being president of the United States, like adds stress and fucking yeah. pressure. God damn it. Bit. Are you kidding me? A little bit. And, and that's every president D- dating back to, you know, when I remember when Bill Clinton got in, um, cause let's face it, the eighties presidents, Ronald Reagan was fucking old. He looked great, but he was mm-hmm. fucking old. And right. it was just like, all right, he didn't really change that much. Cause he was already that fucking old. Right. Um, uh, Bush senior was after him. Same thing. He was old. already fucking old. Like it, I couldn't tell whether or not the, the rigors of the job were really getting to him. Mm-hmm. Clinton was the first one for me w- when I saw Bill Clinton. Cause when he came in fresh face playing fucking saxophone, mm-hmm. um, that's to, to me, uh, was the first president that I had seen go through those rigors where you're like, Oh shit. By those final two years of the presidency, Bill was, looking fucking old and you were just like god yeah. damn it man that, that job really does wear on you then bush jr gets in there w uh same thing by the end of his eight years he, he was looking just like exhausted i mean he's just mm. out yeah just like uh yeah obama same thing obama oh, got obama was the first one that i remember seeing that distinct yeah change he got thinner which he was already a thin man to begin mm-hmm. with Thinner, older looking, just, older looking oh. face, hair, everything. And it was just, you could tell that job had just worn on him. And, uh, you know, look, Trump, there's never been a president more under fire than him mm-hmm. every single day where it's like, you know, usually you forget about the president on a day to day basis until something fucked up happens every day. That is the only source of entertainment and news. Therefore, all of that shit is just weighing on you every single day. And there's a picture every single day and a statement and everything. And it's just like, you know, that job, fuck. Uh, right. And we, we talked about this with Oprah. Same thing. That, 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 that's my biggest reason why she probably wouldn't, probably wouldn't run, um, you know, uh, is, is the stress of that job. Just seeing what it does to, to people. And it's like, uh, uh, again, a doctor's not going to come out and say, hey, this job's super stressful and this is why so-and-so looks like shit or they're going to mm-hmm. die or whatever. So it's like, we have no fucking idea. You trotting out these doctors every year doesn't mean shit to me. Like, it doesn't. Right. It doesn't. And this poor fucking asshole, uh, this doctor, you know, he had to sit up there and give a news conference in the, in the White House uh, press briefing room and uh, they're asking him the most ridiculous fucking questions on the planet just to get some story. What's he going to say? He can't, what the, he's what not going to say shit. He also said that um, upon Trump's request, he did a cognitive test and he got 100%. Yeah, 100% on the cognitive test. I don't. Yeah, the cognitive test is hey, can you go out there and just say, is there anything that you could say addressing my like mental state? Yeah. And again, like, I don't, I don't think anything's wrong with him mentally. Like, I, I don't. 
Um, I don't think that he's lost his mind or he's no, crazy. Nothing's or, wrong with him mentally that hasn't already been wrong with him. Yes. I, I, again, yeah. Like there is no there's nothing pattern like of behavior new, mentally yeah. that has been new for the last, in my eyes, twenty years. He's been in the public for public eye for so fucking long at this. Nothing's changed. So. Um, yeah, it's not like he's losing his mind. Uh, but you know, you trot these fucking people out, you do the whole goddamn thing and it's just, and some people feel fall for it. Need uh, it. Just the worst. Uh, just the fucking worst. <laughs> uh, I want to, there's another, there's another fucking thing that I want to dive into that I think is the worst right now. Um, this is going to be a super unpopular opinion, but, uh, I, I want to get into this Aziz Ansari sexual, uh, assault yep. scandal that's going on. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of Aziz Ansari. Mm. So this isn't coming from a place of like, ah, we were buddies or I knew him. I, I knew him casually. Uh, we did a lot of shit at Funny or Die. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he was in a group called Human Giant with Rob Hubel. Um, I cast Rob in his first movie. Um, mm-hmm. We've been friends for years over that. And, you know, uh, he's always been pleasant and fine. Um, kind of weird, kind of a loner, but not, nothing... Uh, not a sexual predator to me. And over the weekend, I, I want to say it was what, Friday night? Maybe I think Friday so. or Saturday. A website called babe.com. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a joke. Yeah. Like uh, babe.com yeah. has this groundbreaking story. And I'm like, the fuck is babe.com? I, I thought it was like a, a bot or like a fake site or whatever. And then the story kept popping up every day. And uh, look at this. It's not often we get uh, we get a oh, little FaceTime on the show. Hey. It's Jared Taylor. Let's say what up. Uh, this, is, this is a crazy one. Jared, you were actually live on Ross Patterson Revolution. Perfect, because you know what? I got a phone. I got a We are live on air, so I'm going to put you on the speaker. Plug in the- I, hang on. I'm going to plug you in, okay? Who's not making Who? your bed? Who is that? <laughs> Who does it look like? Oh, was that Heather? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, okay. You, you, by the way, you are literally live on air right now. Yeah. Um, the, the two of you. <laughs> and I can't edit this out because we're doing video. So, uh, <laughs> Jared Taylor, ladies and gentlemen. Jared Caphugh Taylor has joined us. Uh, hi, Heather. How are you? That's, that's, that's Heather Leno. She's, she's been on Drinking Bros podcast. She is part of the Black Rifle Coffee crew. Uh, how are you this, this fine morning? Uh, great. I'm about to like, go to work. I didn't know all this was happening. Yeah. I, I, look, I didn't either. I didn't know any of this was happening. <laughs> I just wanted to make the joke about, about the bed. About the bed. And we had that on our show. So I, to- I told our audience at home, I said, look, there's a guy who believes in making his bed every single morning, and that's the way to start your day. And I agreed with you. Heather does not agree with you on that front. She leaves her room like a goddamn mess. Is that correct? No, no, she doesn't. She doesn't make the bed. Jared takes this very seriously. And you come and fucking sully up and dirty the whole goddamn house, but yet you get to reap the benefits when Jared comes home and the bed is made. Right. Yeah, but yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't shower or clean himself. He only cleans the room. Yeah, but the room is clean, uh, and that's that's. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice start to things. That's a nice start to things. 
Um, she, she doesn't, she doesn't make the bed. Um, well, look, I love you, buddy. And I'll, I'll call you after the show's over. This is in and there's nothing I can do about it. So. <laughs> I, I find it ironic that the, that you use the phrase, the cat is out for cat puke Taylor. Look at that. Just two people in love. Um, it's rare that you find love in a hopeless place this early in the morning, but, uh, we're, we're in a snow apocalypse. It's, it's good that you guys are keeping warm out there. Oh, look at that place. Isn't it gorgeous? We have a video coming out that you all are going to love. What's the name of the video? Boob Genie. All right. Well, we'll be looking forward to that. Will that be on a Black Rifle Coffee site? Uh, it'll be on Drinking Bros. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's Party Ben plays a genie that lives inside Heather's boobs. <laughs> Perfect. 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 It's good because she's never been exploited before, so it's nice that she's able to lend herself to just one exploitation video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love you guys. Have a, have a great day. Heather, enjoy that bed being made. Bye. Well, and look at that. You never know there who's just going to call in with, with, with your buddies shacking up with somebody. Um, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it it ties right into our, our, our sexual There assault. we go. So um, let's um, this, keep that going. This, this appears to be joyful sex. Um, the, the Aziz Ansari thing that was on Babe.com. Right. The, the trusted news source of Babe.com. Uh, which she wasn't denying, which is why the story didn't go away, um, was a- apparently not consensual, but kind of consensual. Uh, and, and here's where I have the fucking problem w- with that. Um, she described in vivid graphic detail of their fucking one night stand together, um, which by all accounts, like, you know, they, they met out, they had some drinks, uh, they texted a few times. Um, chatted over a few days. They ended up, you know, going out, then went back to his place to hook up. And she was like, you know, he put his, my hand on his penis five to seven times or whatever. And I was just like, you know, after the first time, if that wasn't your jam, could have set up. Great. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pack mm-hmm. her on up and get on home. Aziz Ansari is probably, I would say five in real life, probably five, six. Uh, five, seven, maybe mm-hmm. probably weighs about 145 pounds. Sure. Um, that, that is not a man who's forcing anyone to do anything at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and during this sexual encounter that she was just like, I was just so like appalled by everything that crying the whole way home and, and, and all of that. And she, she allegedly texted him the next day and said, I was not okay. And I was uncomfortable with what went on or whatever. Um, to which he apologized for and said, oh, I, I'm so-. He said, I totally misread the situation and I'm sorry. Yeah. In, in a text message. Um, That's to- not, I'm sorry for raping you. I'm sorry for da da da. It's like, he didn't get anywhere. Like they didn't have sex. D- no. He didn't get a blowjob. Nope. I think he might've gotten a blowjob. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So he, it wasn't anything like that. It was like a sexual encounter. One horny little douchey douche i mean he's a little douche yeah a little horny fucking idiot yeah, yeah, yeah. and um kept trying 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 and she kept sticking around like she'd be like no no oh my god let's just watch a movie yeah okay well he's gonna think like okay let's just cool it down like 
sit, watch a movie, and then yeah. like start fooling around again. Um, so at the point that you don't want to do it, you got to go you because to leave. you can't like stick around no. and like sit next to him on the couch and watch a movie. Yeah. And, you know, just, just go and maybe he's leave. drunk or whatever it is. But if you're able to go, then go. Yeah. If you're not, that's an issue. If you're being held, if you're being yes. kept, you know, against your will, if he's locking the door, if he's like not giving you a ride or whatever it may be, like then that's shitty. But you were able to leave. Yeah. Call a car. He actually called one for her. Exactly. He, he called, not only did he call her a car, but again, he is not a, a it was physically. It was a douchey encounter. Like it, and the thing is, like we've all had them. It's yes. a douchey encounter of like, okay, this guy tried really hard to try and get sex and he didn't get it right and it happens all the time i'm sorry grace they were calling her grace but i'm sorry grace you had a date with unzies i'm sorry and it didn't like it didn't go so well but what the fuck is this yeah and it's not like aziz is some poon hound who's out you know banging ass every every day of the week and has been his entire life like no he's he's a guy truthfully in my experience of being around him, who is kind of uncomfortable with being a celebrity, uh, has never had girls. It, it appeared before because I knew him before he got famous, like super famous. Right. He was never like no girls were ever talking to him at the parties we were going to uh, and at the events like, in a, oh, my God, there wasn't supermodels throwing themselves at him. So now you're thrust in the spotlight. He's probably trying to figure out dating. Um and you have this uh, this awkward sexual encounter because you know he's a little bit awkward. Yeah. Um, and the 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 encounter that that this woman described happens every fucking day in America. You like, know what the first? I, I've had a thousand friends. I bet you you've had experiences where you've gone on dates with people where shit has gotten awkward like that, and yeah. you've you probably left. You're probably like I'm I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember one of the very first nights uh, after we had met. And I was in New York uh, and you called me and you were at a party with, with some friends and uh, some guy had asked you to stay and be part of a threesome. And you were like, oh, okay, I'm out of here. And I was on the phone with you and I could hear him say it in the background. Yeah. And you were literally like, oh, okay, I'm out of here. And you were like, hey, can you stay on the phone with me while I just get the fuck out of here? And I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And I was like, does this happen to you all the time? And you were like, yeah, this type of shit happens all the fucking time to Did girls. Did I say that? Yeah. 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 And, and you said... You said, look, this happens all the fucking time to girls. And you were like, but you just leave. leave. You were like, I'm leaving now. Look, I'm on the phone with you. I'll tell you what, I'm going to walk out. Um, You weren't far from where this party was. uh, A few blocks. Like living? Yeah, Yeah, living. I stayed on the phone with you until you walked home. Um, I believe you got a pack of smokes on the way home because you used to smoke cigarettes back in the day. I used to be a little cool gal. Yeah. But um, you handled yeah. the situation. Uh, the, the girl that you were with stayed. Um, fucking happens all the time. Like it's fine. Uh, so I, I, when if you're in the days of like these days too with Uber, Uber and all this and shit, everything. like you can get out of the situation again unless someone, if he's holding the door, if he's being super forceful, you're if you can't in, yeah. get up, like that kind of stuff is when it's scary. That kind of stuff is when you write a fucking article. This douchery that yeah. happens all the time and i i guess that's the point is they're trying to be like this can't happen sorry this is going to happen the other thing i was thinking is um i've heard this is leo leonardo dicaprio's kind of mo too but he's leonardo dicaprio 
and nobody's what's, what, pushing what, what's him away. What's his mo? Just his uh, mo is just this very like which kind of our Anzis did, which was like they go to a dinner, kind of he rushes her through, get home to just have sex, basically. That's every guy on the planet, right? Uh, well, no guy wants to douche, sit through sorry, fucking dinner. But he left like he she had like a full glass of wine. She had food like. It was a rush job that, like, I don't think you or, like, a lot of guys would do, but some douches for sure do it. Yeah, but It's I- not an every guy thing, but it was like, okay, um, that's what happened. And then, yeah, so Leonardo DiCaprio is this, he's been known to just be this, like, like that. Just like, hey. Yeah. And you do it. Ah. Uh- uh, and or just during sex like on the phone i forget he's like on the phone or he's just like so like i can tell you this for uh, dude dicaprio's the ultimate stick man obviously for sure and like for he years gets it. and years and years he's had women throw themselves yeah. at him and i i have i have personally seen it to the point where i'm like oh my god I, it is When he opens up the weather app on his phone, it is raining pussy every fucking day for that guy. There is not a day where he's got just sunshine. Um, You wouldn't cry about it, but you would be like, oh, that was uncomfortable, but I slept with Leonardo DiCaprio. But most people, most girls want that story of I fucked DiCaprio for their girlfriends. Yeah, is not that story, but he is acting like he is. And so that's the difference. And it's the old joke of like, if Clarence Thomas was fucking good looking. Right. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah. just a thing of like, it's okay for certain people or you have these douchey encounters. Um, because, it, because like she would be into it. it she, the, the prime example of this is Rob Lowe. Uh, Rob Lowe had sex admittedly um, with a 16 year old. Right. Nobody's rehashing that story because it's fucking Rob Lowe. And the girl was just like, yeah, it's, it's Rob Lowe. Like I fucked Rob Lowe. Um, yeah. Nobody's saying anything fucking negative about Rob Lowe. I, I think, you know, going after somebody like Aziz and sorry, the comments I've read online are just like, Oh, I knew it. Just looking at him. He looks like a little weasel and all this other shit. And, and it's just like, is, but it's not a sexual predator. No, he's a weasel. He's a douche. He's like, you know, Harvey An Weinstein idiot. was overpowering people too. And it's yes. just like that, that's physically intimidating. He had power over them too. Like, yeah. and Z's didn't have any power over nothing. this girl. She didn't work for him. She didn't want a job on the show. She, nothing. It was just like a date that didn't work out right. for either one of them. Right. He didn't get to hook up. She didn't get the like nice cuddle on the couch that she wanted. And nobody was physically hurt. But it was a meh, a the, shitty date. It was a shitty date. Yes. And, and the reason why I bring up this story in particular is I, I think if, if there's more stories that come out like this that are just kind of about shitty dates or somebody asks you to touch their dick or whatever, um, you're going to kill this Me Too movement. And, and just because now, now it seems like a, it's starting to feel like a witch hunt where it's just like, yeah. who can we out Who's ever slept with somebody famous? And I know these news outlets are going after everybody they possibly can for for a story just so they can out the next person, just so they can break it, just so they can take credit for it. Like this babe.com. I've never fucking heard of this goddamn site. Um, Now they break one story. How how many people did they fucking go after to try to get this one story to come out is is my my question. Exactly. They're just like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I just, I, I have a it's fucking, not, yeah. a real big issue with this one. And, uh, you know, in this, wh- why aren't you coming forward? Like, 
Why are why are you Grace? Why aren't you your real name? Like, that was the other thing too. Is like you're so brave. You're not really brave you're if you're really anonymous. Brave. Everybody because... else who's been under shit. Um, That's the kind of thing that you tell your girlfriends. Like I don't know. It's just it wasn't to me, and it is unpopular. Like it's an unpopular thing to say. And but there is a growing number of women and women in the industry, even that like with this Catherine Deneuve thing, where it's like they're starting to be like, we need to stop the witch hunt part of it. And yeah. a lot of women are kind of getting on that board too because we don't they don't want to dilute their message. Yeah, because this kind of shit dilutes the message dilutes the message and you're you're gonna it's start like, like you know the other thing too was uh uh the other one over the, the last i don't know week or so was james franco and with that I, there's i i've still not yet to read a story where somebody was forced to do anything or yeah no one's coming forward right it. they or said like seven girls uh, there was seven girls who said they felt uncomfortable in his acting class that that that, that they were his mentor but to, to be fair they were doing, uh, they, they had these sex scenes in, in classes of how to act during sex scenes and things like that, um, which I, I've, no lie, I've taken those classes. Oh, um, because, I've never taken those. Yeah, I, I did. And so you go in and it's, and it's kind of to make you feel comfortable about these awkward scenes of kissing someone mm-hmm. or being like, you know, unclothed or shirtless. Because a lot of people have a problem with just being shirtless, guys and girls right, in front of each other. And this, these classes were voluntary. It's not like it was part of our fucking program or anything like that. It was voluntary of like, Hey, uh, I'll take it sort of, but I I will say this, I I did. So I took it and it is, it's as awkward as it sounds. So it's not like one of those things where it's like, Oh, this is a fucking blast. Um, because you can attest to this getting nude for a film and having a sex scene or a kissing scene in a movie is super awkward. There's 60 people around camera. Yeah. And the more you can feel comfortable with that type of uh, movements and behavior, then, you know, when you get onto a set and have to deal with it, because you will, if you're a man or a woman actor doing scenes. I didn't need um, classes for that. Yeah, you didn't, James. Uh, She's a pro. She's a pro. Um, but once you, <laughs> I like how you watched yourself on the I know, monitor. I know. It looked cool. Yeah. Cause it's an audio show and they couldn't see you. Oh, sorry. Uh, doing a Wonder Woman in. lasso above, you better tune in. above your head. Um, but it, it's one of those things where it, it was voluntary. You take these classes, you know what you're getting into when you take these classes, they tell you. And, uh, mm. it's, it's whether or not you want to be comfortable with yourself and, tr- and try to do things and experiment. And they're totally experimental. The ones that, cause I was taking, a uh, I immediately hopped in after NYU to an acting class in LA and I, I'd heard about these classes and they were on Friday night at like nine o'clock. Um, t- totally. But, but doing it and getting to do it, you were like, Oh shit. And understanding the movement and what you're supposed to do towards camera. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's fucking awkward and weird. Like when it came down to doing it, like in a, in a real movie for the first time, if you hadn't done it before, uh, it helped a lot mm-hmm. uh, for me personally, where I was just like, oh, all right, cool. I know what to expect. I know how to make it look good for camera. Um, I'm not going to feel awkward about this. And uh, these girls, these women who complained, um, they signed up for this class. They did it. And then they said they felt awkward afterwards. C- congratulations. Like, yeah. you knew you what the fuck. Do. Yeah. yeah. You knew what it was and what you were signing up for. And then what is this Ali Sheedy thing? I don't know. Like... I don't know what the Ali Sheedy thing is. Uh, I, they, she I did a movie she just... with Franco. 
Really? And uh, she did, yeah. But it wasn't even about that. She was just like, I don't think he should have been able to even attend the Golden Globes. Like, who are you? Well, she said she did a movie. She did a movie with him and had a really bad experience. What that was, I have no idea. Um, it might have just been annoying. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I, I don't but know. But again, I don't know. I don't know. They but. went through, I, I will say this, they went through all of his work instances, every place that he's worked. So he was teaching at uh, NYU, I believe, or, or UCLA, for I forget which one. He was a professor there. Not one single student had a bad word to say mm-hmm. about him. Uh, anybody who's been you know, on the movies, he's directed and been in, nothing. Not one single bad word to say about him. Nothing on that soap opera. Nothing on Freaks and Geeks. N- nothing. They had no reports of any sexual allegations in the industry for fucking 20 years against him. Um, he had like some Instagram situation, right? He did, where he was hitting on some girl who was ended up being underage. But, but I think it was just through Instagram. Through, and it didn't through actually DMs, go. Yeah, through, yeah. through direct messages. It and, didn't uh, go farther than that. No. Yeah. But, but it was he got like, outed uh, of like, oh, yeah. hey, you were in on a 17-year-old. And I think he's funny enough that he'll be like, oh. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Sorry. And like, look, I saw the picture of that girl. She looks like she was fucking 28. <laughs> um, but whatever. Um, so... That's another one where it's like he, I saw him get buried on the talk shows last week on like, you know. No, and he's just like, I, I don't Barrett. know. He's he just goes, like, I, I don't, don't know. know what I did. Yeah. I really don't know what I did. And with him, I kind of believe him. There's some people that I'm just like, you know what you did. I, but at the time, it wasn't that bad of a thing, you know. But you know you kind of did something, yeah, right? I, I guess. But, but like James Franco, I genuinely feel like he's like, I don't know what I did. Yeah. I'm fucking James Franco. Like. Nobody gets uncomfortable if I hit on them. And again, like, I I did a film with him. Um, there was some attractive girls on set for those few days. Fucking, he didn't even talk to him. He didn't even talk to any of them. They wanted to talk to him. They, uh, yes, uh, they they all wanted to talk so, to him. You know, he didn't talk to any of them. He was more concerned about the process. I, I told you he was interested yeah, in directing. Yeah. All he wanted to do was hang out with the director. He didn't. I, he didn't talk I to any, I, not I, one I, single girl. And I, I was like just him. Like, Unless something comes out. I'm going to maintain that like same. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with this one unless something comes out. And then yeah, again, if like there's some really, horror story, then, you know, absolutely. Yeah. And not just like we hooked up and it didn't go so well. Yeah. I don't want to hear that shit. No. I don't want to hear about shitty dates. I want to hear them from my friends. Super entertaining. Yeah. I would exactly. just be like, Oh my God, he what? Yeah. Kept putting his dick on your butt. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. Rimmers for Benicio. Sure. But you know? I'm just like, and that's what MCs did. I guess. He was super creepy, let's say. But, like, it's one of those things that you're just like, oh, and then he did what? What'd you do? I left. Uh, yeah. You great. know? So, yeah, I don't want to hear about any more shitty. Rimmers for Benicio. Shitty dates. Yeah, I would love for something to come out about Benicio. Well, what, what are they going to say? Is some girl going to come out and say, I get a two-hour rim job in a fucking hot tub? Like, No. They're going to be like. And that's it. I just want to say thank you to Benicio. Yeah. For that rimmer. It's, a, a lot it's of ass eating season. Notes. It's mm-hmm. ass eating season out there. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's it is. cold out. A lot of people ask me, by the way, because um, I've said this on our sister show, Drinking Bros, um, and, and Jared Taylor joined us um, with, with, a, with a lovely lady. Mm. Um, I want to say this regarding ass eating season, because um, we, we did an episode on it. Uh, a lot of people have asked, when is it? When is that season? When is ass eating season start? Season. Uh, it's the last week of September, um, and that extends uh, until the first week of April. That that is officially ass eating season because it's not too hot. Yes, or and, too and, cold. And, and like, uh, did I did I make this up? Yeah, I'm I'm taking full credit for this. I'm making this up. 
ass eating season is is when it's co- it's colder out um that you're not sweating all goddamn day um you know you're not right. you're not at any f- outdoor festivals you know right. what i'm saying like sure. you're not getting that damp um mm-hmm. uh, down below mm-hmm. for for that to destroy um you know a nice experience like like a, like a rimmer mm-hmm. you know either way guys and girls and uh so that's that's ass eating season um it's a lot look it's a lot like deer season probably yeah you know probably same probably probably the same Same-sies. um yeah uh and then you're just heating up the under the other individual sure know? uh you know what you know what else is heating up jersey shore is back god really yes it is how it is how? They're, they're going on a road trip to miami and they're going to go fucking party Ooh. in Miami. All of them, the, the entire original cast is back except for Sammy Sweetheart. Really? Yeah, she declined. And they asked her and she politely declined and said, I'm, I'm not coming back. Um, oh, good for her. Yeah. She's so brave. God. She's so brave. No, I'm serious. Uh, that I, sounds yeah. like a nightmare. A nightmare. I, but yet I'll watch. I'll watch oh, every for goddamn sure, last for sure. second of it. for sure. But to be it. in it. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. The weirdest thing to me is how many years ago was Jersey Shore in the air? Uh, I don't know. Four or five? Yeah. Um, I remember Snooki and JWoww had their own show after that. That went for a couple oh, that's seasons. Right. Um, but they haven't been on TV for a while. Right. I think Snooki might have been on Dancing with the Stars. Um, and the reason why I, I, I bring it up is they would have to be fucking close to 40 now are they situation might be 40 i think he is the situation's got to be so the 40. final episode was 2012 <laughs> shit six years ago Jeez. yeah look up look up mike the situation sorrentino uh if i know my Jer- jersey shore oh wow uh, people like i think i do i think i do know them <laughs> i think that you do he's got to be close to 40 um, um, yeah, what do we got? What do we get? What do we get? And, uh, he's, oh, what, no. What is he? He is 35. You're kidding me. He's born in 82. What? Wow, he looks. He looks mid 40s. Yeah. That's crazy, man. He looks older than that. Yeah. Well, you fucking juice that you much. You juice that much. Yeah. Yep. yep if you're triple yep, stacking. Yep. So I guess they all are around that age. Yeah. Probably. Um, but my, my thing is this, you, you go through the trials and tribulations of life. He's been through tax evasion charges. Um, Snooki's only 30. God, you're kidding me. You're kidding me. How is that possible? I don't know. She looks, she looks fucking old as shit too. Wow. She, she really did a lot by age 30. Yeah. She's look, she's worth millions. She's written like I don't know, three best-selling books. She, let's face it. She didn't write them. A ghostwriter did. Sure. But she got credit for those. And her shows, she's got millions of dollars. She's got wow. millions of dollars. But my problem is she's got, what, two kids now? Mm-hmm. wow has got a kid? Two kids. Two kids? Mm-hmm. Um, Ronnie, who was, who was with uh, uh, Sammy Sweetheart. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Ronnie is got... Let's see. He's got a, a girl knocked up. She's six months pregnant right now. Okay. Situation's been through tax evasion charges. I think Vinny and uh, who was the DJ? What's his name? 
Oh, oh, oh. Uh, DJ Polly D. DJ Polly D. And Vinny. Those two are still right as rain. They're still doing the same shit. My buddy books oh, them yeah. on, on things. And they're like, still living their little life. Which, yeah. you know, I have to say, they're all 30. Like, they could still be yes. partying. Th- those two could. But if you if you got two kids If you apiece, have two kids, no, but like... But then also and then like the situation is 35 that that you're past that. You're past that peak yeah. to me. Yeah. 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 We had a guy in our, uh, in our fraternity who was fucking older. He just would not graduate. Um, I figured out later in life that he, he was smarter than all of us. He was, he was just smarter than I was. Yeah. Just, Cause he was just like riding it out. Yeah. He, I, man, I want to say he was in school for close to eight years. Um, but he was going for like a, a like a law degree, so mm. I mean, I guess it's fine. Um, but I, I I remember at twenty six, twenty six or twenty seven, he went. On, he was on my last spring break, and I was and I was you know twenty two, and I was just like, man, um, hey. yeah. And he was prepping for spring break season, like he was he was an in shape motherfucker, and he lived he lived for spring break, and um, we would all like all of us were like, man. You believe fucking old ass so and so is still fucking doing this Killing and like it. yeah yeah and he was still hooking up with girls and doing the whole shit and it was just like but he looked 28, older 28 26 he's 26 or 27 he looked like elder That's barge a, great a little bit age, and yeah. uh yeah yeah and and like dude we made fun of him religiously every year because you know from 18 to 22 was what was our you know most most people's college and spring breaks he was already, he was 23 to 27 still going on spring breaks. And he'd gone on four before that. He had at eight college spring breaks, let alone whatever he did in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, for as much as we made fun of that guy, looking back on it now later in life, congratulations. You, you game over. You won. Right. <laughs> like, he figured out the game and beat the game. And um, He's a he's he's a goddamn hero for it. Hero, hero, hero for spring it. break. So when I see this Jersey Shore thing, as weird as it seems now that they all have kids and all of that other shit, I look at three of them, the three without kids, mm-hmm. uh, Vinny, DJ, Polly D, and Situation. Yeah, and, and I kind of for those three, I kind of look at it like, eh, God bless you. God bless you. You're 30, 31, 32, thirty five. Like- one of them, one of them's thirty-five. One of them's thirty-five. That's a bit. That's on the top. But he's a guy. If it was a girl, he is. He is, and it's like man. So that's still thirty-five for a guy. Is still like we're still figuring it out. No, we no, still don't know if we want to settle down you or not. Be. Oh, oh no. it's great. A lot of them are. It's great. Um, but I the, the other the thing is, the three of them are gonna break off in rage. Listen, the moms are gonna get. Wasted. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're gonna get if wrecked. their kids are with someone they being are. taken care of. Yeah, they're being taken. They care are of. going to get so mom wasted. Oh. It is gonna be a shit show. A shit show. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna be like the husbands are gonna be calling. They're gonna because I don't think the Dina chick divorce. is married. Yeah, I don't think the Dina chick is married. No, is she going to? Yeah, she's the whole cast Look. except for Sammy, sweetheart. She was like, no, I'm not going. It'd just be too uncomfortable. Or yeah, whatever. she's married. Oh, she is. Sammy, sweetheart mm-hmm. is married. No, um, the Dina girl oh, Dina. is married. Really, She's thirty-one. Yeah, um, and Sammy is. I think she's got a boyfriend, but I don't think she's married. No, she's not married. Um, she's thirty. Whatever. Yeah, I just I, she said she, she didn't want to go. It. it would be too awkward with with Ronnie, and I, I I think 
she stepped away from the limelight a little bit and is focusing on like she's got brands and you know hair she's products also and the tanning most and boring one. So. Yes, she was. So, so they're we're not good. They're not going to miss her. She was the hottest one. Hottest one, but the most boring. The, the most boring. They're not yeah. going to miss her. Um, she wanted to just have like a real, like normal relationship on the Jersey Shore. And, and like have a glass come of wine. Home and yeah. have some pizza and go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Have, watch some Netflix. And it was not going to happen. It's like, hey, bro, you're on Jersey Shore. Yeah. Like, it's time for you to step get it up or ship it out. Buck wild. Um, but I'm, I, look, I, I will not miss one single episode of that. Oh, absolutely. No. No. Yeah. So. No. Uh, also, I want to I talk about a Rostradamus prediction that came true um, already. And this was a big prediction I made, like a huge, huge prediction I made. Okay. And it's already coming to fruition this early, which I was just like, fuck. Mm. Um, I, I said uh, Sp- Spike TV and Comedy Central and CMT and MTV and all that shit were, because they're all owned by Viacom. Mm-hmm. Um, which Viacom is paramount. Uh, I, I said that all of them would, would eventually cave and just form into one network, um, uh, either called the Viacom network or paramount. They, they did, uh, they're, they're calling it the paramount network. Now the first channel to go was spike TV. They just pulled it. Really? Yeah. So spike TV is now going to be under this paramount network umbrella. Um, and if you're telling me the rest of them aren't coming and they asked, somebody asked, there's this thing called the TCAs. Um, where, where it's, it's for the critics, they get to come and talk about the upcoming schedule shows coming out this year, shows that are getting renewed or picked up. Um, and, uh, they get to ask the presidents of these networks what's happening. And they asked, they said, Hey, what are you going to do with the rest of these stations? Oh, you know, we haven't, there's their exact response. We, uh, we haven't heard anything, you know, just what's, whatever's in the news is what we're hearing. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, bullshit. Yeah. Um, and with spike going under now. Uh, the, the president of that network, uh, he just said, fuck it. And opened up his Twitter last night and just unleashed like a hundred tweets about what the network was like. And really like, and it was, they were really funny. And like, I don't know if he had a writer do it or he did it himself, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Hmm. he, he went on, he just went down through the shows and said, what was shitty, what wasn't, what the pitch meetings were like, um, like everything. And it was, it was Endlessly entertaining. I read it all Weird. last night when I was waiting for, for the, the files to download for the new show. And uh, it was awesome. But, but reading this and then reading the, the reactions from the presidents of these networks, that they're all gone now. I mean, you're, you're going to smash them all together and it's over. The reason why I bring this up, too, is because this Jersey Shore thing, MTV is still trying to stay MTV and stay a brand. They got fucked before. And I had to deal with these these fucking people when I went into pitch meetings before was uh, back in the day when MTV was MTV with Tom Green, Jackass. Uh, yeah. You had all the fun shit on there. TRL, everything. Uh, they nuked them all and then put in the, and, and nuked the executives. Uh, and they, they brought in the, 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 the heads of Lifetime Network mm. to run MTV. So you started seeing all these fucking shows that were bullshit and everything else. For the last five years, and it ruined the brand of MTV. MTV just yeah. wasn't fucking cool anymore. Mm-mm. It's teen. It was Teen Wolf, um, Teen Mom, Teen Mom, uh, Awkward. You know mm-hmm. things like that. And uh, Awkward was an okay show, um, but it just it was off brand. Um, like it, it felt like a, a better fit somewhere else. Right. And uh, 
they brought in new executives. So now they're, they're, they're trudging out all these, these old titles. Uh, TRL is back. Okay. Jersey Shore is back. Got it. Um, so you're going to start seeing these, okay. these older <laughs> reboots and things work. Uh, I'm okay with they, it. They tried a new Jersey Shore. Uh, it, was, it was like Florida, Georgia. Florida, Georgia line? Yeah, f- <laughs> Florida. That's a band. Florida, Bama. Yeah, they, they, oh, they mixed something oh, like that. Or okay, the Keys. Okay, okay, okay. They had the Keys. Oh, yeah, yeah, That was yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. They, had, yeah. they had another one. And it was just like, you know, the Keys is essentially a remake of Laguna Beach. Just in a oh, different, yes, 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 yes. different city. Mm-hmm. The Florida Bama thing was essentially kind of a remake of that redneck show mm-hmm. that they had in uh, West Virginia, which was fucking awesome. Was it? I, I love Heather I, on I love the shit out of that. No, that was uh, that was on, on the CMT. Yeah. Oh wait, the one where our little buddy. Yeah. So I, hey, the the one who the, the the lovely lady who just called in with Jared. Um, she was on Redneck Island on on CMT. Um, but yeah, the the one with uh, the guy who died. Oh. And Mudden. Uh, yeah. That one. I loved him. What was it called? Uh, I forget. Anyway. Uh, but but there. So you're gonna see these titles. How do I find the paramount? pop outs? The, the Paramount Network. Yeah, because Waco. That's a great question. Is so they're, they're launching their network with the premiere of Waco. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the 24th. Yep. So that, that is the day that this new Paramount Network will launch. Waco is going to be their first series. Um, and, uh, and they're going hard. They were, uh, you know, people were bitching, though, um, at the TCAs. I mean, somebody even stood up one of the critics and was just like, hey, this feels like a fucking old network, and these these Buckwild, sorry, yeah, Buckwild. Um, these these series uh, that you're trotting out here feel old. Like Waco is, it feels like an AMC or like an FX show, not like a young, you know, mm. Spike Paramount type of pipe. Pretty type of much thing. anything that you're gonna do with, I think it's a smart move for any network. To do something about a well-known murder, murder anniversary of stuff. Like, I do too. It doesn't matter young or old. Not if you're starting off your new network at Paramount and you're trying to bring in exciting people to watch your shit. Everyone's uh, going to watch Waco. But I, I, I think so. But if you, if you can find the channel. So, yeah, uh, but I'll find it. FXX went through this as well. Oh, yeah. When they started their new channel. F- starting a new channel and having viewers just find the channel. That's the, that is the toughest part. Uh, there's a new network called Pop TV, which is doing a lot of shit. Uh, Lake and Sh- Christine oh, Lake yeah. show is on there. Hard um, to find, and it's also in like SD. Half, half the cable is in SD, half right. are in HD, depending upon who your cable provider is. And uh, you, you go through these growing pains to come out of the box with Waco on a new channel. Obviously, you're trying to get people to, to find your network and watch it. Um, is that the most exciting series to start with? I don't know. That's what the critics have said. But uh, another critic stood up and said, hey, uh, we also heard a rumor that CBS is trying to buy Paramount and consolidate. And I was just like, ooh. Uh, so are they doing these shows now just for a strong library? Um, that, was, that was one of the questions. And I was like, that, that was something that wasn't on my radar. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling all of these Viacom networks and with Paramount and all this shit would eventually roll into one. And I still think that mm-hmm. um, like Spike was the first domino. The rest will fall. I can promise you um, the CBS to Paramount thing is super interesting because I didn't think Fox and Disney. I didn't think that deal would ever be a thing. It is now. 
Um, now everybody else is probably getting together saying, all right, great. We're all going to have to form apps the same as Netflix. Everything is going to be app based within five years. You're not going to have, you know, a lot of people are going to be cutting the cord and all of this shit and it's just going to be apps. So how do we become an app that everybody pays for? And it's the biggest library is going to win because look, the most amount of shit you can throw at an audience, then you're going to have to buy it and want to watch it. Um, Case in point is Hulu. Hulu is, they, they say, they say they have like, you know, 76 million subscribers or something like that. Um, they might. Or maybe seven, I'm, I'm, I think it's 17. I think I'm way off on that number. I think it's 17 million subscribers. Um, they just signed on George Clooney to come back to television yesterday. And I was like, what? I'm sorry? What? Hulu? Yeah. So Clooney yeah. is going to go back and do a limited series of one season of a show that's based on his favorite book, uh, Catch-22. And he's going to direct it, produce it, and star in it. And he's going back to television, but he's going to Hulu. Hmm. I, I never would have guessed that in a million years. Um, people love it. I, there there people is people love that it. love it. I still don't meet anybody, though, who's just like, oh, my gosh. I, I'm, have you watched Hulu? Like I've, I just cannot stop Huluing or watching Hulu. <laughs> I haven't. Huluing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I've had, look, a bunch of my films have been on there over the years. And um, I, I, occasionally I would get a message from somebody who was just like, oh, man, I'm so glad your movie's on Hulu so I could watch it. And I was just like, yay. Um, but but that, it used to be free, though, when that was going on. Now it's not free. So I don't know. Hulu's, it's weird to me. Like, everybody allegedly loves that Handmaid's Tale show. And it won all the awards. Yeah. But I, and it's Hulu. But I still don't meet anybody who's just like, oh my god, I got Hulu. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna Hulu and chill tonight. Like that's still not a, a thing yet. I you do. Know? Uh, seventeen, yes, I think it's seventeen million. I was way off in seventy six, but seventeen million. And uh, you know, Clooney's coming back, and they're they're buying up everything, uh, the old libraries of everything. Uh, so, you know, I, I think it's a competition going on. Uh, I saw that, that that Comedy Central bought all the offices. So the office is going to run on Comedy Central now. Oh, smart. But who owns that? Um, you know, Viacom and Paramount. So it's like, dude, are they just building up these powerhouse libraries to sell off to CBS one day? I, I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. Crazy, crazy times we live in. Um, and that's, uh, that'll bring us to the last one. Comedians and cars. Getting coffee. A, a lot of our listeners have emailed in and said, hey, have you, have you, have you watched this? It's on net. It just came to Netflix. Are you a fan or whatever? Um, I've made fun of crackle in the past. Um, and I'm, I'm still <laughs> going crackle. to crackle in the past because crackle tried to be a, a Netflix for comedy. Right. They, they only do comedy. And, uh, look, I appreciate that they've been buying shit and making stuff. Um, because there's not a lot of comedy out there. Uh, they, they, they even financed the movie. They did Joe dirt too. Um, oh my god! Yeah, they did that. It airs exclusively on Crackle. Crackle. So for you Joe Dirt fans, if you want to go out and you know watch Joe Dirt too, it's on Crackle. <laughs> if you can't find it, and I was surprised when Jerry Seinfeld signed on to do this series with Crackle. Crackle. Uh, they had a bunch of money to throw at people, and they were opening up the vaults when they first started. I took a bunch of pitch meetings there. And, um, they were just like, man, we're, they were giving money away to people. I took pitch meetings though, after, after the good got good, like right. after the, there was, there was hardly left uh, any, was... any meat left on that bone, sure, sure, uh, sure. by the time I got in there, sure. um, there was another comedian, uh, I know named Owen Benjamin 
uh, who had just who had sold a show to them, mm. and we had a, a mutual manager at the time, and they were like, "Yeah, man, he got a half a million dollar advance," and I was like, "What?" At Crackle? Crackle. Yeah, I was like, I mean, you can't get a fucking half million dollar advance in a network. And they were like, yeah, they're, they're tr- really trying to get things in there. So I was like, fuck, if he got a half a million, and he was unknown, I still, I mean, still kind of is, I guess, to a certain degree. Um, he's not, you know, massively famous. Um, how much did Jerry, how much did they fucking give Jerry? Oh they God. must have opened up the fucking vault and, and gave him whatever. They had to have. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I did not get the Crackle app. Um, never watched it online. No. Did not bother with Crackle. I did not want to get into no some weird subscription. Ba- I, I just didn't want to get into. I don't want the, another email coming in. The Crackle and like yeah. over the over the years, the last few years, I've always you know gotten messages or emails saying, "Dad, I really like this comedians in cars with Jerry Seinfeld." Um, and I never watched it. Anyway, so it comes, it's on it, com- Netflix. it comes to Netflix. Yeah. I, I just want to let the listeners know I did watch it. I started watching. It and I was like, "Fuck! All right, it's on Netflix. Yeah, I'll, I'll give this a go. It's fucking great. It's so good. Really, really great. It's so good. And uh, I, 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 fuck. We've gone through half of them. There's three seasons. I didn't even know there was three seasons worth of shit. I know. I was like, oh, it's probably a one season show because I, I know. I never I just, heard much about it because yeah. it was on Crackle. Sure. And it's fucking great. Um, it's really great. And they were asking a lot of listeners were asking who my favorites were. Uh, Gary Shandling was number one for me. Um, the Gary Shandling episode was fucking awesome. Uh, and it reminded me of, uh, my interview with Christian Kane the other day. Everybody who wrote in was just like, dude, I fucking love that interview. Cause it was just two old friends, like Talking. making each other laugh and mm-hmm. fucking bringing up weird old yeah, stories yeah. and, uh, getting the truth about inside shit that normally you would never get to hear about. That's exactly the way this Gary Shanling episode felt to me that you could genuinely tell they were best friends in real life. Yeah. And they hang out all the time yeah. and they went back and snuck on to the studio that they were both on. Cause they were both shooting TV shows at the same exact time on the same exact lot. And, uh, and they snuck in, went down there. They walked through the old Seinfeld set, which was still up. Oh my God. And he was, you could, that was the first like genuine moment out of Jerry Seinfeld where he was just like, oh my God, I have not, like he was looking around and he was just like, I have not been here in years. And he goes, this is, this is incredible. And uh, they went through the set and, and literally uh, by the end of it, by the end of their day, you know, walking around set, uh, Jerry Seinfeld just turns to, to Gary Shanling and he goes, man, can you, can you believe this? Like all these years ago, he's like, what we used to do? And he goes, Man, we used to run this town. <laughs> and he said it in a serious tone. Right. And I was just they like, They did. They did. They did. Because at the time, um, you know, Seinfeld, obviously the biggest show on the planet, to me, still is, still is the biggest sitcom of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- I, right? Yeah. Or arguably, I would, I would put Friends at Friends, I, yeah. Friends at two, then. maybe slot in Cosby Show at three mm-hmm. uh, of biggest sitcoms of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Gary Shandling, Gary, the Gary Shandling show, first of all, Gary Shandling's super underrated. Groundbreaking, yeah. Yes. His show was fucking awesome. He was, uh, it was, it was about the, the Gary Shandling show was a behind the scenes of what a talk show is like. It was the first of like how The Office is, where it's like a yeah. real yeah, yeah, yeah. mock documentary show yeah, kind exactly. of yep. and they're looking at the camera and right. They mm-hmm. know the cameras there, something like that. And it's, and it's awkward. 
Um, yeah. All the scenes are oh, awkward. So the, like the, the awkward pauses and the screaming at each other and the the way. Yes, that set up that set up the office. It set up everything afterwards. Everything that's like the office, which in is that so format. Many things, yeah. And I, you you think back of who would approve a show like that? HBO did. Um, and when it was on, every comedian and every comedy writer. Uh, if you didn't watch every week and love that show as much as because you were like, oh, shit, this this is the new world. Like, this is so groundbreaking and amazing. This this is. Oh, yes. Fuck. And to have those two. I mean, there were two drastically different shows. You're looking at a traditional three camera sitcom and then this mm-hmm. this Gary Shandling show, both excellent styles of comedy, both at the top of their game at the exact same time, seeing those two get together and rehash old memories of where, where they used to do it was fucking amazing to me. And it was just a genuine friendship where some of the episodes, you know, that we watched like the, like with Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey is gone, gone. Bye-bye. He is checked the fuck out. Bye-bye. And the way he's talking to he's people now crazy. is, but it's also condescending. It's of condescending. Like, it's rude. It's narcissistic. It's, I'm the only person that matters in the world. My thoughts are the only thing yeah. that matters. My idea of how life is supposed to be is the only thing that matters. And no. it's, it goes from like a little bit kooky to like rude. Yeah. <laughs> Actually like And what he said, what he nice. said to the waitress, what's your name? Yeah. Mo- Molly? Molly. Well, you're Molly today. You're, you're not going to be Molly today. forever. You know, that's not who you really are, you know? And you're going to find that. You're, and and she's it, like, it was okay, like, okay, well, I feel like a Molly for now. For now. And you're going to find out who you are one day. And it's just like. Get the fuck out of here it's with not funny. shit. No. It's not funny. If and it was funny, go for it. And it's weird and like, you know, you could see where half of him can still turn it on. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing of like, mm, I bet if you had to take a meeting or something like that, you could. But he just feels like a, you know, yeah. a kid and or a, whatever. He's entitled. And that's when I saw that documentary. That was the first thing I thought, too. It's like he is just an entitled, rich fuck now yeah that doesn't under is so unrelatable doesn't understand what it's like to be like a real no. person in the no. world just trying to make it through yeah um that doesn't have the luxury of just like getting rid of everything and yeah, yeah. you're not a real person it's like we don't have the luxury of doing that we can't be crazy at our fucking job that we need you idiot yeah yeah we can't all fucking spin around on fucking tops and like paint like yeah. we have to make a living exactly so, exactly anyway and that that one, look, he was checked the fuck out. I like the Howard Stern one because it's totally Howard Stern. Uh, it, that's him. Cameras are on. He's gonna put on a show, and and it's it's great. It's uh, to me, it's entertaining. Um, Kristen Wiig was weird. Yeah. She's silent. She's kind of quiet. She's not in real life. Well. When they were at the pie place, she was really funny. I don't know. She's not like a totally on person all the time. She has moments. Um, I, but but there's a difference between being on and just being a genuinely funny person all the time. Right. Like, uh, I, I think. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I think there's some, like Kristen Wiig is a perfect example of somebody who can just turn it the fuck on and, and just crush, go nuts. Yeah. Um, when she's on camera. When she's off camera, silent, just wants to keep to herself. You know, but she, was she even on said it. Camera. Yeah, I know, I know. That's um, the thing is, but and, and I have met people like that. Like I'm, I haven't seen the Steve Martin episode yet, but that she reminds me exactly how mm-hmm. Steve Martin is in real life of just very quiet, keeps to themselves, but yet I can somehow manage to crank it the fuck up when the cameras are on. Right. So I don't know, but I I love that show, and I'm going to watch every single episode. We we've Mine gone through was, like um, Jimmy Fallon. Oh, I haven't watched the Fallon one yet. Oh, 
so good. And then Sarah Jessica Parker was actually a surprising one to me because I don't love her. Right. But she just laughs at Jerry. So it was him being able to like be a comedian the whole time. Right, right, right. And so it was really, really fucking funny. So don't skip over that one. I know you would because it's like Sarah Jessica Parker. She's not the comedian. Right. But Jerry gets to really turn it on and have an audience of some girl that's just giggling at him. And it's really, really good. It made me like Jerry Seinfeld more. Yes. I love him now. So do I. And I got, I went through, I went through a stage with him. Um, bunch of them because that look having done stand-up myself like i did not i've never enjoyed his stand-up it's it's too vanilla for me right um it's in the same school as leno for me and uh, i like edgier dirtier comedians probably because i'm disgusting and that's that's what mm-hmm. i enjoy um so i never dug him as a stand-up then he had a he had seinfeld and that was fucking incredible um except for the the, the series finale which was awful um, whether I all end up in jail, right? I'm not a fan of that. But um, afterwards, he did a documentary um, about his life, about how he is addicted to stand-up comedy, and he takes a private jet. So he goes from New York; he'll do shows in New York, and then take a private jet to Cleveland, and then take a, a, the private jet out to L.A. so he can get that last late night set in because you're getting Boy. three hours, you know, flying across country, so you can get it in. And it was just. And it was after Seinfeld had ended, and it seemed really, really fucking depressing. Right. And it was a really depressing documentary to me about, you know, you're going, you're taking a private jet to perform in front of 150 people in Cleveland. That's just a lot to me. Yeah. Um, Addicted. And, he is. Yeah. But now that you, when you watch the show, I, I remember that phase too, and I kind of felt the same way. It's just like, you're just like, you, you know. Lost, I guess. But, lost, but then... When you see this show, you realize how much of a like comedy connoisseur he is and how yes. much he like studies the craft to where when someone says a joke to him, he breaks it down and says, this is why this is funny. And I love this part when you did this here. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's he, almost yeah. like a professor. I mean, he is the like professor of comedy. Yeah. 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 So, so like, yeah. So you go from that doc to me, which was super depressing. And I, I just didn't right. think about Jerry Seinfeld anymore to watching comedians in cars with coffee. That was, that was the thing that stuck out to me the most of like, he is a, is a real genius on comedy, not only timing, but moments and beats and like, and bits and like saying bits without them being bit like yes. he, and he knows he, and remembering, he's yeah. thinking yeah. about that. Oh, so yeah. he's not just like, blah, he's like, where do I say this? When, what face do I make here? Yes. Wait this long to wait. And it's like this and mathematical he, equation. He is naturally funny all the time where mm. watch, watching him in that show, you're like, great. He gives the guests their moments, but when they're boring or whatever, and he needs to slot in, like, He'll go He'll for also it. just talk shit, which I love too. Same. Where it's just like, and I was like, I, to me, when he was talking shit, I was like, where, where's this in your standup? Like, I, I fuck that guy. I would love to see every night, not bits and jokes about peanuts and where do we go? Right, but that's his thing. I, I know, but like, you, you can change and you can evolve and, and grow as a comedian and all this stuff. And like, we'll say he stayed on brand. You know, we love a, right. a person that stays uh, on a hundred percent. But this, <laughs> this comedians in cars with coffee, I'll, look, although he loves cars and shit, was off a little off brand to me where it was just like, yeah, I, it was just real though. It wasn't him it. doing different comedy. It was like, 
a window. I think the whole thing was like a window into his, how he really is. Yeah. And, um, man, I don't really think you've ever seen that. Like he didn't do a lot. He doesn't do a lot Selfishly, of interviews. I want to see more. Yeah. I, I, I want to see more of these shows and I, I hope, I hope they, they keep going. Um, there, we have fuck, a lot to watch, so I'm, and we'll I'm have time. so stoked about that. Yeah. Um, but so, anyways, that was a good, uh, recommendation. Didn't people recommend it? A, bun- a, bun- yeah. a, a ton. And that's so what got me you. into it. Was it was really good. Yeah. That's what got me into it. And I was just like, uh, all right, cool. Cause I, I'd gotten to know a few times over the years again on crackle. And I was like, bro, you can crackle, you can take the crackle shit on my fucking face. Snap crackle pop. Yeah. But, uh, I really enjoyed it. So thank you to listeners for, for, uh, jamming that down my throat because, uh, I needed it. And needed it. Great. it. Needed it, it in your life. Uh, now we're getting to the revolutionary figure of the day, uh, shall we? Um, revolutionary figure of the day is going to go out to uh, uh, a little man you know and love uh, named Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> Second man on the moon. Uh, first man in your heart. Second man on the moon. Uh, Neil Armstrong was first. He was second. Buzz Aldrin to me. Like I've made endless jokes about Buzz Aldrin. Um, I don't, I don't know why. I just, I think he's fucking hilarious for some reason. Like the, the whole spaceman thing to me is, is really fucking funny. Um, and he is a, just a genuine badass. And like, mm-hmm. like if you go back and look at his old school pictures of him, you're like, Oh fuck. That's what a goddamn man is supposed to be. That's sure. what a fucking man is supposed to look like. Sure. Uh, that's what a spaceman is supposed to be. And there was a, a, a story last night at, uh, on TMZ with, him yelling at a Delta employee in the Atlanta airport, which we've had our fucking run-ins at the Atlanta airport. Mm. Not the friendliest. Something happened with his flight. I'm not, it's not, it wasn't real clear on what it was, but he had to get bumped and put on another flight. And he's in this wheelchair and this woman behind the counter says something to him that he doesn't like. Fucking old ass Buzz Aldrin dude just hops up out of this wheelchair, stands up and was just like, God damn it. I want to talk to the fucking manager. And he goes, I want to talk to the owner. You don't think I can? I can. And it was just like, cool. There was a moment too where there was like three people around where I think everybody knew it was Buzz Aldrin and they were just like, hey, how do you fuck with a guy who's been on the moon? Um, and, and I think I, the audio wasn't as clear as I would have loved it to be, but I think he said, let me talk to the captain of the plane, um, oh. which is a baller ass move. What I've can never, he do? I, but here's the thing. I've never heard that before. No. Um, of like, usually you hear, do you know who I am? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to get you fired. That type of shit. Not let me talk to the fucking captain of the plane. Right. Because um, they, they claimed this flight had left or was late or something or whatever. And he goes, let mm. me talk to the, to the captain of the plane. And I think she said, well, uh, what, do, what do you want me to patch you into like the flight tower? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, you can do it. And he goes, uh, believe me, you can fucking do it. And it was just like, oh, well, shit. Buzz. It is Buzz Aldrin. If there's anybody who knows about tapping into a flight tower, let's mm. be honest. Probably fucking Buzz Aldrin. Right. Um, <laughs> but what a to, crazy. To throw down the gauntlet and say, yeah. you know what? If there was a problem with this plane or this plane left early or something like that, let me, let me talk to the fucking captain. I know you can do it. I, I didn't put it. I didn't blink twice. I was like, shit. Yeah. Fucking Buzz Aldrin. You're goddamn right. He could, he could tap into the fucking thing uh, and talk mm. to the captain. And he probably knows the way to do it through the flight tower. Um, so this one's to you, Buzz. Buzz. Um, I don't know if he's the only man left alive that, that landed on the moon, but if so, 
Uh, fuck, man. He got her that, that, real, that wheelchair real goddamn quick. I love that. Real quick. That's what a goddamn man does. Yeah, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, everybody, I appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate Jared Taylor calling in. Um, As always. Always a box full of surprises always, around here. always, Jared. Um, <laughs> not only that, it was FaceTime. FaceTime. So, like, we physically got to see him shacking up with somebody. Uh, if you or a loved one is um, going through a midlife crisis, please call someone for help. Uh, also, don't do it with FaceTime. Uh, <laughs> uh, for Jesse Wiseman, a.k.a. The Jables, I'm Ross Patterson. This is The Revolution. Good night, everyone. Good night.